Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Giving those tickets away in about 20 minutes. Okay. Well, my mind is brought to you by Cook Law. If you've been injured in an accident, contact Jimmy now. JimmyCook.com. My mind has Thank just you. been Thank blown. Thank you. Share your story. Blue is his mind. Win stuff. It's blown my mind. Mornings okay. on all these. Yes, this is the podcast. This is a makeshift podcast. I have no script. I just in my beady little mind. Actually, those are my eyes. Beady little eyes in my um, simple little mind. We'll play simple minds. Okay, let's start off with simple minds right from the start. Right from the start. And I'm going to utilize SoundCloud for simple minds. Simple minds. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Simple mind. Don't you forget about me. Now, I don't know if this is the original Simple Minds, but we're going to find out. Um, I don't know. SoundCloud, you never know what to expect about SoundCloud. So I'm clicking on it. Clicking on it. Okay, there we are. Um. Now, this one is unscripted, so I have very little preparation, but I know what I'm going to accomplish here. It's the Brad Whitford Dedication Podcast, Brad Whitford. And to um, get the music going for that, let's go to their The Road Starts Here, H-E-A-R, with their introduction and see what that sounds like. But this, we're going to learn about Brad Whitford. Brad Whitford has entered the building. Brad 
Bradley Ernest Whitford is an American musician who is best known for serving as guitarist for the hard rock band Aerosmith, for which he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2001. He also has worked as a songwriter for the group, co-composing well-received tracks such as the 1976's big hit, Last Child. I'm going to Wikipedia here. He wrote Last Child. Um, he was born in 1952 in Winchester, Massachusetts. His genre is hard rock, blues rock, rock and roll, glam metal, and heavy metal, they call it. That's Aerosmith with, he's also part of the Joe Perry Project. So that's Brad Wetford. We're gonna talk about his songs that he's written, the songs he's soloed on. So I'm gonna go to a song that he's known for, having written. As I click on the Greatest Hits album, and scrolling now, scroll, scroll, scroll. I always have fun scrolling, but Brad Whitford, he's the rhythm guitarist for Aerosmith. Can't find the song I'm looking for, so we'll go for his number one big song that he's well known for, that he gets accolades for. And that is the song called Last Child.
not one to really always go on about what I'm utilizing for the show, but let me tell you, this is a brand new setup. Um, I've got two, um, uh, a MacBook Pro, uh, MacBook Air. They're linked into the... Oh. Goes right into that, doesn't it? This is off of their, I'm pulling these cuts off of the Greatest Hits Deluxe album that Aerosmith just recently released. And anyhow, I've got two computers plugged into the Zoom uh, UAC8, which is a interface, which directly links into Pro Tools. I've got linked on the left on uh, uh, DJ sort of thing with the two circles things. It's a DDJ FLX4. I'm going to be playing hip hop with that. So let's see what water sounds like. Make me swim. Make me hotter. Make me lose my breath. Make me water. Make me swim. Make me hotter. Make me lose my breath. Make me water. On my lead. I could keep my cool, but tonight I'm Whitford is an original, an OG of Aerosmith, um, along with Joe Perry, 
Stephen Tallarico, which is Stephen Tyler, and um, Tom Hamilton on bass, and the drummer, 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 the drummer. Um, okay, silly me. It's, who's who was the drummer? Um, Brad. Okay, Stephen Tyler, Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, Brad Whitford, and. Doggone it, don't you hate it when you just can't remember your favorite band members? All right, doggone it, okay, we're checking now. Who's in Aerosmith? I gotta now go to Wikipedia. Who is in Aerosmith? And it is... Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, Joey Kramer, Joey Kramer, Joey Kramer, JK. So those are the original members of Aerosmith, and it is such a treat when you see them all together on stage. And um, as I was getting at, now I've got to go to, well, as I go to Brad Whitford again, maybe I can hit the arrow here. Let me just go back to where I was at. Yep, Brad Whitford is an American artist. Um, he started out with a band called... Um, Let's see what they were called. His early career was a band that was called um, Symbols of Resistance, Teapot Dome, Earth Incorporated, and Just in Time before joining Aerosmith in 1971. By gosh, we're going to learn about Brad Whitford and his music. He wrote this song, soloed over it. Steven Tyler played the piano on it. Joe Perry and Tom Hamilton. And the drummer. You must have come here to find me You got 
John B. for Arrow 101. First guest on this podcast on Aerosmith.com, Brad Whitford. Hey, John. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good to see you. You too, bud. Seen you in a while. Um, we're going to dive right into it. Uh, you're the last member of Aerosmith to join. That's correct? correct. Yes. Yeah. Did you see Aerosmith before they saw you? No. Um, uh, well, I'll take you back to um, 1971 when this all happened. Um, in 1970-71, I was going to the Berkeley College of Music in Boston and uh, desperately looking for my dream band, which um, I, I used to tell people, what, you know, people say, what do you want to do, you know? So I'd love to do something like Humble Pie. Two guitars, you know, and great vocals, powerful, you know, rock thing, big drums, big bass, all that stuff. Crazy, I wound up getting into Aerosmith because it was like almost kind of a carbon copy of what I was looking for. But I, I finished uh, my second semester at Berkeley and um, I went to uh, down to Nantucket Island and uh, Kid Cod with some friends playing a band down there. And we played at the uh, airport lounge uh, about a month or so, and uh, that was a great gig for me. It was really cool. It's a house that paid us. Got to play, got to practice all day, got to hang on the beach all afternoon. It was a great gig.
my take on Brad Whitford and his guitar playing. He is what I consider the Count Basie of guitars. He is so flavorful and tasteful with his um, guitar playing. Um, he's not the bar chord, you know, straight bar chord sort of guitarist. He's a, a, a combination of jazz, a combination of um, freeform rock and roll. And, you know, it's very inspiring to hear him play. There's one song that he really does that well on that's come together um, by, Aero, by uh, the Beatles. And you can hear how the guitars uh, play off each other, Joe Perry and Brad Whitford in their style. We're going to play that later. But first, let's check in on him teaching a class on how to play a song that he solos over. And the sounds you hear in the background are the renovation of our um, home studio, which is in progress. Now, this is an impromptu, just see if I can get this set up to work, and um, it's uh, working so far, so we'll just hope for the best on that. But this is Brad Fritford teaching us Toys in the Attic. Let's go to the beginning of that. Let's go to the beginning, because you've got to learn how to play this song. you got to go right to the beginning. That's our
disappointing. I got to tell you, there are a lot of people in agreement with that. Um, when it came out, well, and I—that's why it resonated. It got re, It got. It was in. It went viral. It was in rock, uh, whatever that thing that ended up in Billboard. It went in Rolling viral. Stone, and yeah. it went everywhere. It went everywhere. It resonated with everybody. It did, and you know the people I know, and the and you know you know as I told you, I love Aerosmith. I've seen you guys 114 times since 1976. Actually, your first headlining show at the Garden. Um, which you opened for, so yep. I saw you at the same time. Yep. And a lot of people are basically saying what you have been saying, myself included, but I hate to ever badmouth Aerosmith. And when you said it, I said, okay, now it's coming from Brad Whitford, yeah. so there it is. Well, I wasn't badmouthing anybody, I was just uh, letting people know uh, what was going on. Thank you so much. You guys have a good evening. Yeah. Take care.
was always one of those guys that would go into back in the day when they sold guitars and Sears and stuff like that, and you just go and look at the wall, like, look at those things, and I just thought they were incredibly beautiful electric guitars. It was just, they're great. They're great looking. They'll always be great looking. I'll never get over I have a lot of uh, vintage Stratocasters from quite a few different eras. I have a mid-50s and uh, a lot of 60s. What I like about what they've done is they're, I think, applied a lot of uh, modern technology and a modern up-to-date thought into producing these guitars. It's set up beautifully right out of the box. The other ones are kind of sketchy. They're a little more inconsistent, some of the 60s guitars, and they, they require a lot of TLC to get them working right. And this comes out of the box, out of the case, and it's just ready to play. Uh, just a beautifully uh, playing guitar. It's really well done. <laughs> Solos on one of the most powerful Aerosmith songs ever written by the band Aerosmith back in the saddle again. Episode of Let There Be Talk. Dale Razor's in the house. It is February 17th. It is a Monday, and that means it's a new episode. And this is episode number 517. Yes, 517. And uh, I can't even believe who I'm about to, uh, 
who I'm about to introduce to you guys here on the show today. He is a rock and roll hall of famer. He is a damn legend. I call him the glue, the glue that keeps Aerosmith together. Mr. Brad Whitford is here today. And man, was this an honor to talk to this guy. The first time I re remember getting into Aerosmith was late 70s. There was a, uh, a, a record store in my town called Backdoor Records, and this, this old hippie named Rick owned it. I would hang out down there nonstop. You know, that's one of those places that sold bongs. The Protopipe. Remember the Protopipe, the brass one? It had the... That little flap, you just slide over, put the weed in there, smoke up. And then you could stash weed in the uh, little tube. And it had a poker all in one. Whoever invented that, give him the uh, Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> the prototype. Anyway. I want uh, so I used to hang out at this record store. And they had what I would call the original too. iTunes. They were the first iTunes. Meaning that they had this system where you'd give them like $10 for the year and you could check out a record a week, like a library, a rock and roll library. Brad Whitford, Brad and uh, Whitford, it was Whitford, it, it was crazy. I don't even know if that was legal back then. Just check out a record, go home, play it for a week and then come back. It's better than a lime one. And the first record I checked out was a masterpiece called Toys in the Attic. I was in love with the song Walk This Way and uh, Sweet Emotion. And so, of course, I grabbed the record, got home, and just played those songs over and over and over until I got burnt on them and then dug into the deep tracks, including Toys in the Attic, that fucking song. No More, No More. And right away, I was like, this is, this is a band for me. I don't even think any of my friends were listening to him. I was just kind of like, I don't think Brad God, was, it was on your it was, show. It just pal. felt like my kind of little tree fort, kind of like me, secret. Some, oh, some. It was like it was almost like older people's rock, like just a couple years older. I was in sixth Brad grade. Brad Whitford wrote this song.
Madison Aerosmith for the first time at Hess Furniture, which was owned by Sean McCullen and his father, um, Mr. McCullen is how I call him. And we were working at a, a music store, which was, uh, we were open maybe two hours a day, and I would sit out front on a stool waiting for a guitarist to show up so that they'd learn it was closed and they couldn't buy guitar strings, essentially. So, but anyhow, I was open that one day, and I was um, got out the Aerosmith Toys and Attic album, placed it on the f- record player. That's a thing, something that plays long-playing records made out of wax, and um, listened to the entire album. And, you know, you got to say, um, it was a remarkable album, um, Toys and Attic. And... Brad Whitford is instrumental. If I mean, you've heard the song um, uh, "Walk This Way" and um, "Sweet Emotion," and you'll hear his tasteful guitar playing that counteracts Joe Perry's excellent driving um, uh, lead guitar playing. But you know what? Let's swing it. This is going to be a ten thirty end of this show. So let's go to the modern times, where um, a song that Steven Tyler wrote showcases the guitar playing of both guitarists, and it is a remarkable album um, off of the uh, Love in the Elevator album is in on the what album? I don't know. Who cares? The video is awesome. Let's watch it. Second floor, hardware, children's wear, ladies' lingerie. Oh, good morning, Mr. Tyler. Going down. <laughs>
during the era of the Van Halen times when they had harmonies with the whole entire band singing the harmonies. And that was Joey Kramer, Joe Perry, Steven Tyler, Tom Hamilton, and Brad Whitford all showing off on that song. Love in an Elevator. Big, big song. Big, big performance song. Big song that they play in concert at stadiums that showcases the band. And I'd say... This is a wrap for Brad Whitford. He's, uh, without Brad Whitford, we wouldn't have Aerosmith as we know it. And they said he was one of the last ones to join Aerosmith. You know what? The, he, uh, as long as I've known Aerosmith, it's been Brad Whitford, Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, Joey Kramer, and Steven Tyler. Joey Crespo was in there and the other guitarist, but this is Aerosmith. 
said, Aerosmith's lead singer Steven Tyler of the two guitars, Joe Perry is self-taught and his playing comes from raw emotion, not Brad's, Brad Whitman, Brad Whitford's. His style is more schooled, more old school. This is a Sedition Records update with your host, Jimmy Lee. We're talking old school, folks. This is the way music <laughs> so that's this podcast on this November 28th makeshift podcast on a Tuesday we do our best <laughs> 